Hi, and welcome to the loud and short of it, Snappy. I'm Ramsey, I'm the loud one. I'm Jesse, the short one. This week we have our variety hour. We start with music, you know the others. <laughs> we got ten topics. You've been listening long enough. Alright, Jesse. Now music, mine, there's a new Eminem album. Yes. It's oh. just as bad as the last. This is, like, fully disagree on it. Are we gonna, is there any news, or we're just going to yell about Eminem for ten minutes now? I think we should talk about this new album specifically. Okay. And why it sucks. Why do you hate it? Because we have, we've gotten into it about Eminem multiple so, uh, times. As any long-term listeners know, I, uh, I don't try to be a critic like Ramsey. I ingest media... And then I share my opinions on it with nothing to back it up in any exactly. in any reasonable form. He just so he I, chugs sugar like a little child. He, he doesn't take anything. <laughs> he doesn't give anything any critical thought. He watches the bright loud noises and flashes on the screen and goes, "I like it a lot." So here's my here's my critical thought: the previous Eminem album that came out and chat all over uh, Machine Gun Kelly and then started all that. Everybody on Twitter hated that, and I listened to it, and I was like, I like it. These are fun songs. We all I liked the diss track, but that was separate from the album. But I even I liked the whole album. There was like mm. two songs on it where I was like, I don't really like that song. But the rest of the album I enjoyed thoroughly. This album, the day it came out, I listened to it front to back, and oh my god, it, it, it was something. What was it called? Songs it was so be fucking terrible. It. Songs Be Murdered too, I believe, or by. Oh, I was murdered by him. I was fucking <laughs> slaughtered, dude. <laughs> All I know is I was driving home, and Eminem just Ted Bundyed the vibe, dude. Just <laughs> <laughs> ruined it. The, I can uh, say there's a song on that album that if if you haven't listened to the album, just listen to this one song, and then you'll decide not to waste your time with the rest of it. Mm-hmm. It has Ed Sheeran, like over singing over Eminem's uh, bars, and then Ed Sheeran is auto tuned, and is talking about women in the club. Which I just want to meet the producer that looked at Ed Sheeran and was like, this seems like the kind of guy who'd be getting chicks at clubs. Also, he's got a terrible singing voice. Let's auto-tune it a bit. I, dude, like, that's just one of the songs that sucks. There's another song with fucking Juice World where Eminem's talking about chugging vodka in the club. And I'm just like, the biggest thing about it is like, dude, you're fucking 50. Like, fuck off. Yeah. We had a whole, I had a whole argument with for like a year ago or whatever, the Lil Wayne dropped an album, uh, Carter Four, whatever the fuck, and I've never liked Lil Wayne, but Eminem dropped this album recently, and I was like, okay, I hate this album, and then Lil Wayne dropped another album, and I was talking to another friend about it, and we've gotten into it multiple times, and I'd be like, dude, I, I don't know, I, I hate Eminem now, I just can't deal with it, and he saw Lil Wayne, and he's like, well, how you feel with Lil Wayne, they're both old as fuck, and I was like, well, going back and listening to Lil Wayne now? I fuck Lil Wayne because he taught he told me something. He was like, "No one can dance to Eminem's music now. Mm. You can put Lil Wayne shit on at a party. It's fucking fine." I'm just like, "Okay, that's serviceable. That has that has a, a place. That's I understand fair. it. Yeah, now. I don't know what the place of this new album is. It, dude, it's in the trash. It's got to be for like. I feel like the only place that that can be played is for people that will defend Eminem no matter what he does. That's the only people listening to this. Yeah, I, dude. It's just, and we've gotten into it before, but I think Eminem fell off a while ago. I think he kind of like fell out of important things to say because there was a time where Em just dropped insane shit. It was arguably one of the best of all time. Yeah. And now I just feel like I just wanted to hang it up. 
he could have gone out on top. That's just not what he. That's not what he's gonna do, though. You know, and you yeah. have to admit that he's had. I think it was the most number one uh, albums in a row in American history. He's that's he's more funny. than the Beatles at this point, which is just mm-hmm. insane. This album hit number one. Isn't this like his like twelfth album though? Yeah, and it's like eight in a row that he got number one album. Like that's impressive. Somebody's listening to it. That they're buying it, like yeah, that's and that's fine too. But like, this is the thing, like I don't, I there was a time where Eminem wasn't making music for the fucking billboards. Yeah, he was saying fuck you to everyone essentially. But now it's like when he says fuck you, I'm just like it doesn't matter, dude. Everyone says fuck you. <laughs> like you gotta come up with something fresh because he was a trendsetter. Like that, no one can fucking argue that Eminem is one of the the biggest fucking hip hop icons ever. Yeah, it's it's hard to be on the the new wave or to change things when you're fucking 50. You, you are, you're in, down, you're over dude. the hill. You are intrinsically yeah. on the other side of the hill now, man. Like it's, but just like, hang it up, bro. Like what's the, what's the fucking point? Also, bro, this man cannot what's write a point? hook. He's just made number one. That's his point. He's, he's just making it. fucking money now. <laughs> it's, just, it's just fucking, he's just feeding the music industry now. It's like, where garbage can go fucking hit number one. Katy Perry hit number fucking one, dude. Oh, Katy yeah. Perry sucks ass. I'm not arguing that the new album's good. I'm just arguing that's why Eminem's doing it. I can't really knock him for it. I can, and I, I must, because he used to <laughs> shit on everyone else for quality. Mm. All the fucking time. He called Jay-Z trash in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> posh, posh. All right, that's enough shit on Eminem. What's, yeah. what's your music topic? Uh, I got Hildor Gudadardi. Wins the best original score for Joker, which I thought was interesting. Oh, dude, that shit was fucking crazy. Because we, I mean, A, I feel like Joker should have gotten best picture, but that's not what this is about. Uh, I'm just throwing out that that movie made you feel so fucking uncomfortable in your own skin, Mm -hmm. and at no point during the movie did I ever think like, oh wow, the music in this is really good. But I think that really? adds to how good the music was because it literally, like, I wasn't even thinking about it. At no point was I like, oh, this is the right song for this moment. I was just in the fucking moment mm-hmm. watching and being like, holy fuck. That's an interesting take because I was like, I when I went away from the movie, the first thing I thought of was the music. Really? Yeah, I think because I'm a sucker for slow violins and whatnot. But also I think, like, with that part when he's in the bathroom, which it's become a meme at this point where he's, like, dancing in the bathroom and they have, like, violin playing and shit. Yeah. I was like... That's what stuck with me the most, because that, that was one of those things where music is there to elevate a scene, mm-hmm. and it felt like it really was, and it wasn't trying to be too much, too much, you know, where it, it, feel, it, it feels like three separate things, like the acting, the, the, the camera work, and the music were all coming to be, together to build one thing. Yeah. I that think that really happened, cool. that's what I noticed as well, but I didn't even notice the three separate things, because I was just like in that scene where I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, for example, 1917, obvious, amazing cinematography. We talked about it, like, a couple weeks ago on the podcast. Deacon's got his fucking Oscar, baby. But, uh, like that, there were multiple times throughout the movie where I was like, holy shit, this is just so cool. The camera work's amazing. Mm -hmm. And that does take me out of the movie a bit. But I think the music in The Joker was just, it was so, it was, it was, I mean, it wasn't subtle at some times, but Mm -hmm. when it wasn't subtle... The scene also wasn't subtle. Yeah. So it, it just worked perfectly. I'm glad she got it. Yeah. She's also the first woman to win this award in like 40 years. Oh, somewhere shit. Somewhere around that. Yeah. That's really cool. You also don't hear like a lot of female composers in the Oscars ever. Yeah. Well, obviously it's been 40 one. years since yeah, yeah. she won one. 
I mean, I think we do need to have, want to add a little asterisk on that. I think the Oscars are fucking bullshit. Oh, I mean, 100%. Yeah. But yeah. I think this is cool. And if the Oscars were more like this, then I'd be down for it. But it's just... Yeah. The Oscars are intrinsically just a giant four-hour-long advertisement yeah. for Hollywood. That's all they are. Anybody that thinks they're like... That, that those guys know more... And they they know what's right like they don't they're just yeah, they're just, just pushing whatever's gonna make yeah. them the next most money in the next year. Yeah, it was the same thing. Like uh, half the a- actors who win Oscars are owed. Like la- last year, fucking or the the year Leo won for the Revenant. The Revenant doesn't have amazing acting. It's cool, mm-hmm. but they won because he was owed. Same with Joaquin. Remember when we were in a car two months ago? Mm-hmm. And I was like, the Oscars are bullshit. They're gonna give it to Joaquin because he's owed. To be fair, Joaquin. It. It did was deserve a, it was this. great. Did deserve. But this. no one else had a fucking shot up there. No yeah. one else had a shot. Um I did uh not not I didn't want to talk about the Oscars that much, but I did see a very interesting take that even though Parasite won, it was the first film since Slumdog Millionaire where it won Best Picture and none of the actors in it got even nominated for anything. Mm. And what did those two movies have in common? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Non-white actors and actresses, they don't, they just don't yeah. put it up there. It's, yeah, that's that's a whole different can of worms we go for yeah. an hour. All right, uh, move on to television. Yeah. Maybe All right. First. Uh, well, yeah. So we've talked about Netflix to fucking ad nauseum on this podcast and Witcher. I mean, it's literally like the, the quintessential point TV of television shit, yeah. right now. Yeah, like. For generations, Netflix will be known as has changed the entire spectrum of television. Yeah, I think that... So right now, pretty much what I got is uh, Witcher is Netflix's highest rated series. I like, think it's the most watched or, some, or something like that. I don't know, Netflix's rating's super weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, the CEO of Netflix said that Witcher was Netflix's new franchise. Like, new like mm. flagship. And it was going to churn out season after season. Which I thought was actually... Kind of weird. Cause I didn't think that Witcher had an impact, like that much of an impact. And part of me feels like, like, was it really this giant fucking thing, or are they kind of like pushing it to make it more of an artificial thing so they can improve on the next few seasons and then like really blow it up? Because the ad push for Witcher has been insane. My true belief is that without a doubt, Game of Thrones was the fucking TV show for years. Nothing could fucking play with it. Once Breaking Bad was out of the picture, it was Game of Thrones, and everybody watched Game of Thrones or got made fun of for not doing it. And then every single company was like, how do we fucking take all of those fans? And I don't think people talked about The Witcher as much, but judging by the numbers and how much Netflix is sinking into keeping that going, it had to have been fucking high. So it might not be controversial in Season 1, but Game of Thrones Season 1 also didn't blow up anywhere near it did later later in the series. Yeah, that's true, but the Game of Thrones season one was like, even as season one was going on, I remember like reading about it and seeing like, it was huge. But you gotta keep in mind, it's, it's easier for shows to get huge like Game of Thrones when they're coming out once a week and they have time to build up that drama and for people to talk about it on the internet and be like, oh, what's coming next? What's coming next? What's coming next? Make message boards and whatnot. When you're just dropping a season... And you're dropping That's 10 hours of content, right. there's no way for me to get on and be like, holy shit, what's going to happen to The Witcher after this? Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I know, because I stayed up until 4 a.m. last <laughs> night. And I was like, I, I needed to finish it. So do you think that this is just like, 
Because the way I'm seeing it right now is that the only r- reason Witcher is getting pushed like this and like it's it's so big is because it is Game of Thrones esque, and also it's the first one to come out. Because you gotta consider Amazon's doing Lord of the Rings, but they're taking their time. Like this shit's gonna take a, a fat yeah. minute to all come out. So when I saw the Witcher shit blow up, I was just kind of thinking, I was like, is this really? Because if we're being honest, Witcher was really fun. It was not season one of Game of Thrones. Yeah. It was not like doubt. intricate or weird like that. It was. Like, I loved it. But... No, I did too, but I liked it because it was like super fun. It was like a superhero like fantasy show. It was, it, I don't know. It, it also like felt like Guillermo del Toro had a hand in it, even though I know he didn't. Like, <laughs> There's a lot of things that made it cool. Um, I don't think it was this highbrow shit, and I don't think it should have been either. To be fair... I think it's easier to start where The Witcher is right now, where it's like, hey, this is kind of like a superhero movie, but with some, but fantasy aspects, or it is, it's all based in fantasy with some superhero aspects. It's a lot easier to keep that going and stay consistent quality for fucking ever. And as long as people like that, which I think, I don't see why they wouldn't, they're golden. It's not Mm -hmm. like Game of Thrones where they spent four seasons setting themselves up to be like, oh, we are highbrow, we kill off characters, we yeah. are we are changing the entire spectrum of television, and then just be like, oh, pfft, oh, pfft, and then just finally shit the bed for the last season. But yeah, dude. I just dude, don't the see... The last season? Oh, man, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think The Witcher's Prime to continue to be a great show. I don't think it'll reach the level that Game of Thrones did, but I also do think it's going to beat out... Uh, the competitors that are trying to take over that Lord of the Rings market. I think the the thing about this is that if Witcher can stay in this pocket and not try and branch out and be that Game of Thrones shit, mm-hmm. and it, instead of just like fucking, because Gerald's funny. He's like everything. Every time something goes wrong, he's like, "Oh fuck!" Like he's he's cartoony and shit. But yeah. it, it works within a pocket, and I I just hope they stay there. If they can stay there, they're gonna dominate exactly where they need to. Mm-hmm. I think, I, think I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy Witcher exists. I've got one that I'm not happy exists. Why? Uh, there's been a lot of, a lot of, a lot of talk about this one. Uh, I won't even say the name of the show. No, I'll do it. Gwyneth Paltrow's new show oh, about her bullshit little goops. company. Yeah, the the goop the goopinator. Uh, there, there's been a lot of bad press for good fucking reason. And yeah. then today, I knew I wanted to talk about that show while looking up my article. I had to go through six different mainstream sources talking about how the show isn't really that bad and that the one even said that the reason that the Goop show is doing well is because the medical field uh, doesn't treat women well enough. And oh, this wasn't geez. like a this wasn't like a blog. It was a, a it was either CNN or MSNBC that had a had an article about that. Is and it had solid points. I read the whole thing. There there is a mistreatment of women. Um, especially minority women in medical fields. Yeah. But that is not, that that does not equal, now let's shove uh, eggs up our vaginas or uh, let's sell stickers and water with crystals in it that don't do anything. Mm-hmm. I think this is dangerously close to the anti-vax movement. And every single, I think Netflix, fuck knows I'm not boycotting them, but... They sh- they deserve all the backlash that they're getting for this yeah. show. This is literally, I mean, not propaganda, but yeah. misinformation for sure. From what I got out of it, uh, I was looking into the goop shit. I, I never watched it because I didn't want to really get reviews. At this point, I think I have to. I but- I stand by I'm not watching this fucking show. You can Google and find out exactly what this show's selling. It's a five-hour infomercial. 
Don't well, but don't give them the ratings because Netflix. But, yeah, I don't... yeah, but the, but real quick, the, the thing about that is that the reason I think it's dangerous is because it's not the five hour infomercial. Of it's all bullshit. There is some like decent. They make some decent points. That show starts off solid with like there's actual science and stuff. But the biggest problem for me is that it is snuck in there. It is sandwiched in all the bullshit pseudoscience is sandwiched in between actual facts. I mean, that's, so that's the best way to get calm. pseudoscience it's, to, to exactly. work for people. You give you give them this logical premise that the logic is there, but it's not. None of it's actually factually true. You can yeah. do that with tons of different arguments and come to just fucking shitty conclusions. And I do think that when Netflix spent all the money to produce this show and put it out, they're not thinking, oh, these are going to be the kind of people that wanted Goop we're going to get a bunch of ratings from that. They also get all the hate. It's just like Alex Jones and Rush Limbaugh and people like that. Half their fucking listeners are hate listening. They, they're just like, oh, this guy's such a fucking idiot. I'm so smart because I know he's dumb. And he's like, no, you just gave him money, you fucking idiot. You're listening to his ads. And I, I, it's just such a dangerous situation, especially when you're talking about people's health. Yeah. Because... I mean, there's already some examples on her website of things that are intrinsically bad. They're not just like, oh, a silly thing like energy crystals and the power of massage healing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just stuff that you can pull aside and just be like, oh, these are goofy, but you should still seek medical attention. There are studies that show cancer patients that believe this kind of stuff are less likely to get help, real help. Because they're more likely to be like, oh, well... You know, I got my crystal, so would I really need radiation? I do, like, the whole thing that fucks, it's like, it's weird that Netflix would even do this. Like, and I get the whole hate listening aspect, but, like, is this, is this giving them enough to where they're gonna get uh, multiple seasons out of this? Because, like, for now, like, Netflix is getting less about, of the mindset of pushing as much shit as possible. Like, they've kind of drifted away from that, so I, I don't know why they would back going to Paltra when everyone hates this. I think, I think... As much as I love the media and the, the the way that Netflix changed the way that people consume media, you have to be aware that they are, they are a shit company. They, for example, when Hassan Minhaj, we've talked about it way back, when he dared to say anything negative about Saudi Arabia, then Saudi Arabia demanded Netflix pull that show, and they did. And then the CEO of Netflix came out and said that we are not, uh, we are not trying to teach people things every we are an entertainment company so their news shows they're they blatantly admitted don't have to be factual uh-huh. they will they will give out disinformation as long as it gets the most viewers and gwyneth paltrow gets a shitload of viewers with goop she makes tons of money off of her fucking snake oils she wouldn't be doing it if she didn't make tons of money off of it jesus and it, it's <laughs> yeah it, i mean it is it's it's and like you, a lot of it is, some of her stuff is just so fucking goofy and silly that it's easy to play off and be like, ah, well, you know, only idiots do that kind of stuff. But you know, those idiots are somebody's mom, there's, I mean, somebody's dad, anybody, somebody's grandparent that has gotten tricked by Gwyneth Paltrow. And a lot of, 90% of the time, that'll just be mundane, silly stuff that they spent $70 on for no reason. But some of that will bleed over and cause serious issues. I mean, the anti-vax movement was literally started because an ex-actress white lady got on Oprah and yeah. said vaccines cause autism like a fucking idiot. And we have to deal with that forever now, apparently. I, 
I wish I had more to say on it, but it's just one of those things where it's so blatantly fucking stupid that I, I feel like I don't even need to look into it. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's frustrating that people are getting conned this easily and like, maybe it's a side of my privilege or whatever, but I look at this shit and I just think, you're just fucking morons. Like, yeah. there's no helping you. Like, maybe, maybe you don't need to be fucking treated. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you should just, you just get out, maybe we should just natural selection your ass. Maybe it's for the best. But when things like vaccines come up and you gotta, you gotta assume that the, the Venn diagram of people that believe, that don't believe in vaccines and the, the Venn diagram of people that buy rock crystals from Goop Industries is a fucking circle of people. And she's growing it. And those vaccines, it's not like, oh, I didn't get a vaccine, so now I'm gonna die. You don't get a vaccine that hurts hurt, uh, herd immunity. We all fucking die. Like, these things aren't... Also, even if it's not that, not getting medical help and then uh, ending up in the hospital, that just costs... The, that costs doctors time. That costs... That means now somebody else that should have gotten medical care isn't. It raises everyone's cost. It's just a whole fucking situation because... And I feel like it's not fair to blame the idiots that listen to her. Yeah. Like, it is their fault. They are yeah, idiots. But yeah. but she's the one... She knows these things aren't true. She is a multi-millionaire. Then, dude, it's just... Then who has a, it, how it has lands a, on Netflix. The whole thing lands does. on Netflix. So, I mean, I guess, like... And anybody that gives her... A fucking a, a, I would say the anti-vax movement, and I've said it to before in conversations yelling about anti-vax. It lands on Oprah as well. She's the one. Fuck Oprah. She's dude. the one that let fucking let that be said on her show, and then carried out and didn't immediately just shut it down as absolute fucking bullshit, as what it is. So yeah. So fuck one of Paltrow. Yeah, I'm down with it. She did. She did one good thing. And that was uh, she was in the MCU for a minute. And even then, it wasn't that good. And start believing scientists and everything. I don't yeah. know why you fucking don't. You fucking ape brains. Anyway, fuck going with Paltrow. Uh, moving on to pop pop culture. Jesse, yeah. why don't you why don't you lead off on this one? Okay, I'll start. You can it. Go to it. This one made me happy. Uh, Christian Uh-oh. activist sues the NFL for the Super Bowl halftime show. What? A oh sorry, mul- multiple going. multiple people did it, but one Christian activist uh, named Dave Dupenmeyer, and I highly recommend if you're listening to Google a picture of him because he looks exactly like you think he'd look. It is fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, I got some great quotes from from him. Here we go. Uh, I tuned in to watch a football game. I did not tune in to watch a porn show. Why are they allowed to pump that right into my home without my approval? What we saw yesterday was a strip club performance. How are we going to protect our children or let them burn in hell? This man is suing for over a trillion dollars. A trillion? Over a trillion because they have damned his soul to hell. Oh my god. Okay, well in the fucking Bible it says it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get into heaven. Mm, so he doesn't even need that. He doesn't want that money. No. Man, oh he would, my he god. To get in get me in the court. Get me in the court, <laughs> dude. That's a fucking, that's not even a Bible fucking uh, quote I've read. This is what my mom has said that to me 800 times. <laughs> dude, it's, this shit's so fucking corny. It was hot. That's it, dude. It, like, it, there's so many other things you should be you should be fucking suing. Sue Sports Illustrated. Sue Playboy. Sue all this shit. You think there's a? That's the other thing. Football being this family affair thing is like, yeah, maybe it is, dude. Maybe it is. You know how much shit you fucking animals watch on the TV? So there are commercials so are that are music hot. videos and everything yeah. else. Also, I just I just want to put out. Now I love football. 
and I love Jennifer Lopez and Shakira being hot and singing on stage. You have sat down with your family and your 13-year-old son, and you're watching grown men run their fucking heads into each other over and over again and just get concussions and beat to shit. And then you saw a butt cheek, and you looked over at your son and covered his eyes. It was like, oh god, no. That's not even the worst part about that. They do that, and most likely that 13-year-old's in fucking Pop Warner doing it himself. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, it's, dude, it's just a constant barrage of nonsense and, like, bullshit morals that people want to spew out. And this dude's doing it for money or publicity. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, without he a has a fucking church or some book he wants to push. Mm-hmm. But, like, even so, like, like I, even my mom didn't care my mom yeah. like fucking gets offended by stuff like that. She was like, "I, that's just what it is." She was like, "Football and like men's sports and shit is like riddled in misogyny and There's like sex cheerleaders shit. on the on the field." Dude, like, the Dallas fucking cheerleaders. <laughs> that's a. I've been to strip clubs less sexy than that, dude. <laughs> I've never been to a strip club. <laughs> but yeah, man, I just man, I got heated. I didn't expect my heart rate to bump up that yeah, fast. Yeah, he didn't expect his heart rate to bump up that fast. <laughs> This this dude probably saw his fucking he probably saw his son get a little too get a little, get a little too antsy in the living room. He was like, no. <laughs> <sighs> he saw too many pangs of Christ in his living room. It does room. make me sad for this guy's son because he couldn't just be a normal dad in the middle of the halftime show, just make a knowing eye contact with his son and just be like, okay, and then went right back. He he had to go. We had to go lose his shit, and start suing people <laughs> over it. Also. Like, and granted, it's for uh, it's mostly based around us. But my family, whenever halftime came around, we didn't watch the fucking show. Mm. I don't want to watch a bullshit concert. Because don't get me wrong. Was it fucking hot? Yes. Was it boring as shit? Yeah, they never finished a song. It Hips was. Don't Lie came on for ten minutes. And <laughs> we were all, I was like six beers deep, but I looked around like making jokes and shit. You know what was sexier uh, than that halftime show? The Hummer being back and it being electric. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Oh, another highlight of that show, just to just to end on on a happier note than suing them. Uh, Twitter going off about how Shakira can play like eight different instruments because she played two notes from each one was fucking hilarious. <laughs> that was just the weirdest thing when she got on the drums for four queen. seconds, went doom doom ding doom doom ding, and then just <laughs> got the up. Queen, the queen. <laughs> yeah, dude. I just if you have any if if at any point you're watching something on TV and you're mad that it's sexy, you're you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> like, like, I've watched Walking Dead, and they will cut away from fucking sex scenes, and then people's brains will just be stomped in, because they know they have Christian viewers. <sighs> that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Alright, moving on to, to mine. I know we kind of touched on this, like, literally five minutes ago. Uh-huh. My co- pop culture, I do want to talk about the Oscars. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I got a little heated. Y'all, y'all heard me. I spoiled myself a bit. Um, But the Oscars were on last night. Uh, say what you want about the show. I will say, one award out there made me fucking cheese hard, and that was Brad Pitt won Best Supporting Actor for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. Did I think Brad Pitt was acting his fucking dick off? No. <laughs> Am I still glad he got it? Absolutely. Um, but one thing I did want to touch on is Parasite winning Best Picture. Yeah. I think that's great. I'm mm-hmm. glad it happened. Don't get me wrong. And I'm glad for that fucking, uh, the director. Bong Joon? Yeah. Um... But I want everyone to remember that last year Green Book won. Green Book was a fucking 6 out of 10 movie. Hmm. And uh, it won because it was about racism and shit. And also all the shit in there was probably was most likely made up according to accounts of the families and shit like that. Hmm. Um, this year was about righting wrongs. 
Because <laughs> that's how the Oscars run every fucking two or three years. There's People will be upset about something, and then they will change it the next year, and then two years later, they'll be like, mm, no one's been talking about the Oscars lately, and they'll fucking, mm, they'll boof it's it again. running on outrage culture. But, dude, that's like, it, it works, and it's been working. And I guarantee you, in a year or two, they're going to bring back a host for an Oscar. Do they release the ratings for the Oscars each year, though? Do we know if it's working or if it is dwindling down unless people... Because I don't know anybody, yeah, unless you exactly did it. Either. I don't know anybody that actually watches the Oscars. I know a bunch of people that wait or they see it on Twitter and they're like, yeah. oh, that's who won that? And then they argue about that shit. But I don't know anybody in our age bracket that actually sits down and is like, oh, these people know what they're doing. I would love to hear their speech. Yeah. Um, dude, I don't, I don't know exactly, honestly. I I remember when I used to watch the Oscars, it was because of fucking, um, I, you know, I've been to movies since I was a kid, like, mm-hmm. really about, like, even just the industry and stuff, and, uh, I would watch it intently, and then I think when I turned, like, 15 or 16, I was like, ah, the Academy doesn't know shit, fuck them. Mm-hmm. And then I flipped on it, but I gotta assume it's the same thing as the Super Bowl, where there's a bunch of people who don't really care watching it, and I'm sure there's even people who, who hate watch it. Yeah, you know, I was like, I know, I know the ratings are there, but I do, but you got to consider also uh, on Twitter, like people bring up the Oscars a lot. Yeah, it always comes up that Kevin Hart shit happened, you know, and he dropped out, and then th- that brought a bunch of buzz. This is gonna be the first hostless year, mm-hmm. and they kept that going. Same that the Green Book thing happened last year. Um, I got heated about the uh, Joaquin winning because i do think i do think he he deserved it but i i think he deserved it years ago for the master for other movies mm-hmm. same thing with leo when leo won for for the revenant it, it you know i'm saying the same thing over again but like it is stuff like this that keeps happening that makes me wish that people wouldn't wouldn't put so much um weight to what the oscars had to say or what whether when you win an oscar cuz like it's the same thing the reason this exists is because that that next year, whenever a, a movie producer or a movie is being in, put into production, it's like with Oscar award yeah. winning blank. It's that's that award is there to make that movie more elevated. And casting choices, everything. That's the reason. Nineteen seventeen. The reason I respected it so much. There were two nobodies in front of it. I do think we've seen a shift where stuff like the Sundance Film Festival and more even smaller film festivals throughout. Because some movies will have no Oscars nominate, not no Oscar at all on its promotion, and it just pops up with tons of tiny film festivals yeah. all over it. And those movies seem to get buzzed. So I wonder if the Oscars, if they ever release the ratings, if it is trending downwards. Yeah. And also, another thing I wanted to bring up was Uncut Gems got nothing. Got, yeah, snubbed just... completely. I think it was because it came out too late. Which, that's another thing about the Oscars. They There's like that whole Oscar season when movies have to come out. It did come order... out too late. What? It came out before fucking uh I know, no, but it was like too late for the way that they're thinking about it. It wasn't in that fucking pocket yeah. where they're like, oh, well, this is the... Yeah, I there's, just... If there's anything I can say about the Oscars that actually upsets me, it's that that kind of shit happens. It's yeah. not... You're not getting one great movie a month like you normally would. They all have to be like, oh, well, we know that the Oscars look at this these two months. These are the big Oscar months. And you're just like, yeah. fuck off, dude. And release it when you can. Yeah, I don't know. and maybe it's just Uncut Gems was so huge to us because of we're on Twitter and that's all everyone talks about. And the and the big and it was a the youth the advertising for Uncut Gems was based in the youth. It was mostly social media. You know, there wasn't all these advertisements like 1970 had a ton of ad spots and shit yeah. like that. Um, but it is the the Oscars is an advertising show. It's it's all to build on the advertising of the industry and just it it, it means fuck all. Yeah. Um, I think still fun to yell about though. 
it is fun to yell about, mostly because I hate it, and I hate when someone gets, we get in an argument about movies, and someone goes, he won an Oscar, and I'm like, <laughs> he could shove it up his ass. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how I feel about the Oscars. I had to go on it a little bit. Don't let, don't let anyone tell you how to feel about anything. <laughs> words to live by you know how I know it was bullshit this year how? they gave best animated feature to Toy Story 4 I fucking almost texted you about that I got two texts Dude. two texts the day of the Oscars from different people being like hey your favorite fucking movie won best animated I was like shut the fuck up I looked at the other I do think that when they do best animated they're doing it based off like how well done the animation is and I have like Obviously, it was a very well-animated movie. They had, like, hair particles for Woody and all kinds of crazy shit. Like, his shirt was different stitching. I don't care. The movie was trash, <laughs> so though. Garbage movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, alright, well. It's pop culture. You ready to get in politics? Yes, go. go. You want me to go first? Very badly. Okay, this time I got no hey. article for the first time. Pretty sure I was going to mix together. Okay, you got the Iowa caucus? Is yeah. that yours? Yeah. Okay, you, you start. Okay. I can I, rant, and I'm going to. Jesse knows a lot more about politics than I do. Um, here's the deal. I I don't... I've been labeled a Democrat because I have a lot of progressive ideals. The majority of my ideals are progressive. I'm not a Democrat. Biggest reason I'm not a Democrat is because I don't trust the DNC. It's another fucking... I've said fuck authority. Fuck it. Fuck everyone who's telling you how to feel my entire life. I, I cannot stand the DNC again. The vast majority of Americans are not Democrats or Republican. <sighs> Fuck. 66 or 67 percent of all Americans are independents. Or yeah. They just have no, no, no opinion. I do want to throw you before you go on. I, instead of going on a rant, because this is my, this is my, this isn't a take. This is something I thought of like an hour before we started recording. Um, I don't like Pete Buttigieg. I don't like, I don't like any of the fucking candidates really. Elizabeth Warren's okay, but even then, like the only one I've ever really liked and it just motivated me wanting to go out and vote is Bernie Sanders. I've hit a point with the DNC where I'm not voting blue no matter who. I don't know if I can. I feel like it's it's not... Because it, it, the thing is, if if they, you know, they fuck with the results, or, you know, even they just, they're, they're playing it sketchy, um, if if you vote blue no matter who, then, then... And I know beating Trump's important. But, dude, we're at a point where they're just gonna fucking do whatever they want, and they're gonna find out this year, as long as there's a, there's a boogeyman, they 100% can get us to do what they want. Because it's, it's a culture based on fear, and they fucked us, dude. Like, I feel like they fucked us, and I, I can't trust anyone who's fully Democratic or fully Republican. Here, here's here's where I can, here's, yeah. Just blindly following either party is an idiotic way to live your life. Um, blindly following anything is an idiotic way to live your life. Uh, what I will say, um, and then I will go on my rant about the Iowa caucus in particular, is that um, this... The, the the leaders of the Democratic Party and the leaders of the Republican Party, they disagree on things like abortion and sometimes, recently, immigration um, and other social issues that slowly the needle gets moved towards retreating everybody with respect. But they don't disagree on taxes. They say they do. They don't. It's all just boogeyman and they play with each other. They don't disagree on the deficit. That's all. They just play with each other and do it back and forth. This is pure class warfare. And both the leaders of the Democratic Party and the leaders of the Republican Party don't give a rat's fucking ass about the middle class, and they don't give a rat's fucking ass about poor people. They just fucking don't care about you. They're all millionaires. They don't have any understanding of what you of what people go through. And they just fucking hate you. And to, to really believe that they're on your side is idiotic. So, 
after that, after that, I'll go into my real rant, which mine is not about the election in general. It is about the Iowa caucus. There is debate. What is the Iowa caucus first? So, uh, every year, uh, Iowa gets to vote first in the Democratic and the Republican primaries. So they vote first, and then media buzzes about it. And then generally New Hampshire votes, and a couple other early states, and then we have Super Tuesday, and then all the all the votes start coming in. But Iowa gets this huge media buzz every single year because they're the first state to vote. So they're kind of like a, a thermometer telling you like what direction these are going to go past polling. For example, back in uh, 08, Obama won Iowa out of nowhere and then blazed all the way through and beat Hillary Clinton in 08. And it was just, it was amazing. Without Iowa, that never would have happened. If, it, if the whole country voted at once, Obama would not have won. I, I don't believe so. Um, so that's the caucus. Caucus, also, uh, instead of voting like a primary where everyone just, you go up to your a piece of paper or to a machine and you pick one candidate, they have to meet in a room. They have to go into their corner for their candidate, and then any candidate with less than 15% gets eliminated, and those people are allowed to change their votes to a new candidate. I think it's a better way to do it, but it's so hard because everybody in the town or in the whole state has to meet somewhere at 6 p.m. and be there for an hour to three hours, which people that work, people, low-income people don't have that opportunity. They can't just give up three hours of their life to vote. That's fucking insane. I am not yeah. work just like that. Like, God. They, they did improve this year and add satellite caucuses, so if you couldn't get off work, you could go at a different time. So they, they tried yeah. to improve it a little bit, but it's still a challenge. It's not as simple as just, like in Texas, where you have two weeks and it takes you about ten minutes. If you don't vote in Texas, fuck you. You're a fucking idiot. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. You're just so stupid. Um, but here's what happened. Uh, the most historically accurate poll is done by the Des Moines Register. This year, Pete complained because one person said that it didn't have his name on it. So it got shot down, and then it got leaked uh, about an hour or two before the primary started. Normally this poll, polls have been shown that they help people. They help and hurt candidates. Pete was mad and tanked the poll showing that Bernie was going to fucking run away with this election in Iowa. Then an app was used to report the results, a new app instead of just calling and saying what the numbers were from each precinct. Uh, this app that was created, the owner of that app received $40,000 from Pete and $9,000 from Biden. That's a massive fucking conflict of interest and ridiculous. Uh, also, the CEO has Twitter posts showing that she supports Pete Buttigieg, and her husband works for Pete Buttigieg's campaign as an advisor. Another massive conflict of interest, and I have no idea. We're, we're, it's just out in the open. That's all aware. Halfway through the night, this app breaks down. Normally, for any primary caucus, you can expect results the night of or the next morning. It took about five to six days for all of these to come out. While there were only 2% reporting in after the app had crashed, Pete gave a victory speech uh, on pretty much every news source that was covering this, which is just fucking unheard of. Mm -hmm. The candidates have done it in the past, and when it finds out they lose, they get fucking massacred. I do. Whoever watching it, it was weird as fuck. Uh, after, the, after Pete's speech, Bernie releases his internal data with 40% of the vote, because Bernie knew he was going to get fucked with. So he made sure that they have to report the actual vote totals, and he sent people to record the data for his, from his campaigns, volunteers. So with 40%, it showed that he had a massive lead, uh, about 6 percent over Pete. Then Pete releases his internal data, and it matches Bernie's. Then during prime time, the day after, 60% of the votes come out. 
with Pete having a pretty sizable lead over Sanders. Not in actual votes, but in delegates, which that's just a whole bunch. Basically, if you live in a farm, your vote matters more. It's the same as the Electoral College, which everybody seemed to hate when Hillary won the popular vote, but Trump beat one because more farm voted for him in less city. Um, this data showed all that. Uh, then for three days, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, ABC, every big media company just was like, oh, well, Pete won because 60% of the vote is in and it shows Pete with a sizable lead. Then we come to find out that 40%, all the Bernie strongholds. They had specifically only released the information showing Pete with the largest lead possible. And then over the coming days, Bernie slowly started to gain uh, back up to making an, an even tie. Um, eventually, more, more and more was revealed up until um, 97% was out. At that point, Bernie was still behind. And then a couple individual caucus leaders, so running at these schools or wherever, came out and said, you guys have the numbers wrong, and posted their exact numbers on Facebook and Twitter, and showed that the DNC, and at this time, the Iowa Democratic Party, had fucked over Bernie and moved votes over to Pete. <clears throat> they got caught for those districts and changed them back. Jesus but Christ. only in those districts. So how many districts did they change? And they didn't get caught for because the caucus leaders either didn't say anything or they don't they didn't catch it or anything else. They admit to that error. They remove it. Hits 99%. At this point, they were virtually tied. It was 562 delegates to 560 delegates at one point. That is, And Bernie still had 6,000 more votes. Mm -hmm. But the way the delegates are split up, the, farm, the far people that live on farms get more votes. Um, in the end, what was, what's been proven online, this isn't questionable information, this you can, people have gone through the raw numbers that Sanders fought to have released and made it so they had to give out these numbers, shows that the math was done wrong on at least four delegates, enough to swing Sanders up three and Pete down three, putting Sanders as, as the winner of Iowa mm. in both initial vote, final vote, uh, state delegates, and national delegates. And now Sanders is uh, not suing, but demanding a recount as of the day we recorded this Monday. So we'll see where that goes tomorrow when they make a decision on it. But at this point, I don't like to sow any disbelief in the American political system, especially after 2016 and how Russia just wants us not to trust ourselves. And made it very hard to trust ourselves and now we're doing it to ourselves I don't see a reason that the New Hampshire primary or the Nevada caucus or South Carolina or any other state on Super Tuesday why those results should be trusted when we've seen from the first state blatant corruption and then what has been said and the reason I couldn't find an article about this is because most of the mainstream media which was caught in 2016 working with the DNC mm -hmm. uh isn't reporting on it. They're reporting on it as, oh, the Iowa Democratic Party fucked up. It was a big old accident. They made a goofball. They just they mm -hmm. they just fucked up. Mm -hmm. But if you look it up, it <clears throat> it drastically negatively impacted Sanders and drastically boosted Pete. Enough, just enough to get Pete that win. Yeah. So at this point, I guess people like me who have seen this, and maybe there actually are people who aren't like me who even then are still blindly voting Democrat. Um, 
I, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to put you on the spot and tell you what. What are you gonna do? But for me, it's it, it puts so much fucking conflict on it now. Exactly. Where especially because there's only gonna be one candidate at the end. Especially when you come to a general election. Because let's say that Pete has that Obama effect and he wins Iowa and that helps him in New Hampshire and that helps him in Nevada and that helps him in Super Tuesday and it just blows up. If that happens, the first thing that's going to happen when Pete wins is they're going to point at Iowa at factual information showing that that maybe he didn't cause a cheat but that he won based off fake numbers. And then Trump's just going to go, oh, you say Russia helps me but you literally cheated in an election. And he'll take it four steps further and say that Pete organized the whole thing and that it was all a giant conspiracy. Yeah. And then how, how you can't defend it anymore. Yeah. He can pull up real facts and fuck you. And it's, then you lose. It's just one of those things where it's like, he, it, it doesn't matter what he's got on them. It's They have to take whatever he has on them no matter how, even if it is Mayor Pete mm-hmm. like didn't fuck it or whatever. It, it's He's still going to take that. And he, like you just said, he's going to turn it on them. And the thing is about his base, like, as, as we've seen, because you can go and watch interviews and you can say they're cherry-picked or whatever, but people have seen, um, th- there's a lady who who vote, was going to vote for Bu- uh, Buttigieg and he found, she found out he was gay <laughs> after, like, six months. Or, no, actually, it's been longer than that. And he, she was like, oh, I'm not voting for him now. Same with Trump supporters who, like, people will say exactly what's happened, exactly what he's being impeached for, exactly what he's done. They're like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I'm not going to vote for a Democrat. And it's just people like that who are like, I don't know what to do it personally as someone who can handle fucking critical thought because I don't want to give my vote to the DNC. Part of the and one thing that pinged, which I'm I'm always gonna vote from here on out. But one thing that pinged in my head was like I don't know if I want to vote anymore. Yeah, I don't and, see a point in giving my vote because I I'm, I don't want to fucking vote for Buttigieg at all. My honest belief is that the leaders of the DNC would rather Trump win than Sanders win. Because Sanders threatens their way of life. He threatens the system that has benefited them for years and turned them into what they are. Whereas Trump doesn't do that. Trump makes massive tax cuts for the rich. And he puts kids in cages. They don't give a fuck about those kids. It's not them. So I think they would rather crash and burn the Democratic Party in in 2020 than have any chance of Sanders being elected. But... Right now, Sanders has just gotten first in a national poll. He's doing incredibly well in polls for New Hampshire. As as he has said, and many others have said, the only way he the only way he wins is if he gets so many votes that they're unfuckable with. Mm-hmm. If he wins by three percent, I believe they'll get fucked with. If he wins by twenty, you can't fuck with it. Yeah, There's, people will fucking riot. Yeah. So we'll just have to see. It's a scary year. Yeah. We got we got a big year coming up. We'll we'll see. And I'm not gonna tell anybody not to vote blue no matter who. Trump is an issue. I'm not gonna tell anybody to vote blue no matter who. What I will say is there's a lot of people like me who, if Bernie Sanders is the Democratic nominee, will continue to donate a shitload as much as they can. They'll continue to volunteer and help, and they'll continue to stay interested and push out votes and try to bring more people into the fold to care about what's going on. If Pete wins, it'll be the same as 2016. A bunch of people will just stop giving a fuck. They they won't care. And they'll yeah. just be like, well, it's two sides of the same coin. We're fucked either way. And we saw exactly what happened last time. That was the argument. Yeah. People need to stop voting based on how much they like a candidate and start voting based on that candidate's policies. 
That's true of Trump. That's true of Republicans. That's true of Democrats. There are a lot of people that are that voted for Pete Buttigieg, and if you ask them what your favorite thing, what the favorite, what they, what Pete Buttigieg's vision of America that they like is, they're like, oh, I like that he's, I like that he's young. Uh, I like that he speaks good. This is like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's no policies there. Yeah. What are Pete? For example, Pete Buttigieg has a policy on his website that is mandatory service work for 18-year-olds in America. Now, that's that's not, you have to join the army, but it could be things like uh, other forms of service. I can't mm-hmm. think of any off the top of my head, but there's tons that don't involve. It's sort of like how Israel does it. Similar, but they require military service, I believe. Yeah. We, ours even, wouldn't be military. Yeah. I mean, even in that, it's military service, but there are different things within that. See, I thoroughly disagree with that policy. I do too. But a bunch of people, a bunch of people don't even know that that's that's something he yeah. goes for. He uh, runs on just platitudes, and it works for people. I I agree, but I also have to. I mean, you also have to consider that the media needs to stop working like reality TV. But it's not going to, and that that's and, just yeah, the sad exactly. truth. So CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, they run for ratings, and Fox has been winning the ratings games since it was since since it was created to sow disinformation in America. Yeah. They've been destroying in ratings. People love it. Yeah. People love to hate watch it. People we got man, we talk about hate watching a lot. Me and my dad are guilty of that because we watch we watch uh boxings. My mom is like she's more conservative. Um she's a Republican anymore. We watch uh, Fox News in there, and my mom was like, why are you watching this? Why don't you watch MSNBC? And I'm just like, because I want to antagonize myself. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't want to sit here and feel good or have have people tell me how I already feel. I mean, that is an intrinsic problem. News without a political bias is, for lack of a better word, boring to the the general public. They don't fucking care. But you get up and you say, Trump sucks, or you get up and you say, Trump's the best. Now all of a sudden you can have two panelists on that are yelling at each other. Yeah. It's the same reason why these multi-million dollar companies that know better will have discussions about whether or not climate change is real. And they'll bring on a scientist and a climate change denier. And that's yeah. just for that's just to get ratings. It has nothing yeah. to do with informing the public. It's entertainment. It's all the entertainment industry. Fuck the Oscars. It's the same reason the Democratic primaries are set up the way they are. We yeah. could just all vote on one day like a reasonable fucking Democratic society. But no, we'd rather make this stretch the shit out for three months and rack those ratings up yeah all right that made me sad watch crystal ball rising crystal ball it's on the hills i don't generally like the hill but crystal ball it's a great show all right let's move into the final the final bracket of topic let's start with you because i want to close it out okay yeah with your other mine's mine's not happy so hopefully oh jesus happy. fuck i hope it is uh so uh lieutenant vidman and uh son sonland he's not a lieutenant uh they were both key in the impeachment of donald trump this is just politics too you dick I, it was random <laughs> i could do whatever i wanted uh they both had interviews with the house they helped get him impeached before he was acquitted and not removed from office. I'm not getting into how that works because we don't have the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, right after the impeachment ended and he was acquitted, Trump fired both of them from their jobs, which is just blatantly illegal, blatantly morally wrong, shows that you can't be a whistleblower in America because you will lose your job. Yeah. God, I'd do anything for... For Trump to just do one thing to make me be like, ah, you know, maybe he's not this fucking cartoon <laughs> villain that I haven't painted in my head as. Um, damn. 
And Lieutenant Vindman is a decorated war hero. Yeah. And the fact that Fox News has managed to turn against him and John Bolton, two decorated war heroes that Fox News generally would love mm-hmm. and never question, but if Trump says they're bad, it's down down the hole for him. Yeah, it doesn't matter at all. Very scary times. <sighs> but we'll end on that. All right. You're moving up. into my other. So, for my apparent fucking fluff news... <laughs> <laughs> I would like to do a New Year's resolution check-in. Ooh. I don't remember all the ones we did. I remember there was a few we had in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yours was something about showering, no red meat. Um, I think you was trying to be nicer to people. Or was that me? That was both of us. Yeah. It's always a good thing to do. Uh, so, yeah, what do you, what do you got? How, how do you think you've been doing so far? I have only taken a shower that was longer than 15 minutes. Three times. Stop changing it, you fucking asshole! <laughs> he, he said ten minutes. Never the other said day, ten yes, minutes. you fucking did, did dude. Not. You said ten minutes. You said twenty minutes. Now we're on fifteen minutes. Now you're just moving back, which I appreciate. But go back to the original. I did. I originally wrote twenty. It is on my thing, and I moved it down to fifteen. Okay. Recently. Okay. Because I, I realized I I bang them out in about nine to twelve minutes each time. Yeah. So that's that's completely. I thought ten was unreasonable when you first told me because you did. Yeah. I did not. I had one shower I wanted to take in 10 minutes, and you were like, oh, well, that must mean all the showers. <laughs> There's a text minutes. somewhere, baby. <laughs> uh, no red meat. Only had red meat twice. Twice this year. That's good. And I can say, too. I thought that one was going to be so much harder than it was. It's not hard. Dude, you don't eat you you specifically always eat chicken if it's available. Yeah. Well, I've I try I've been beef. trying to slowly move away for for the past full year. Yeah. And now I've just really like this year I'm like, okay, I'm actually going to shut this down mm-hmm. just for environmental impacts. I don't care about animals. Um it it's been going amazingly well. The only time that it's ever a problem is pizza. Yeah. Cuz all the all the pizza all the easy frozen pizzas, they all have Red, uh, meat, red on meat on them. You yeah. can't. It's hard to find a chicken jalapeno one that I want. What you should do, well, <laughs> what you could do. Sorry, mm-hmm. let me rephrase that. Um, what I used to do is with pizzas and stuff. Like if you get like a cheese pizza, and then it's it's annoying because it's not easy. But then you can get like the shredded chicken from the H E B, or you get like yeah. spinach and shit and put it on there, and it bakes just as well. I've done that. I've yeah. done that this year and before that. Yeah. I've also, uh, I'm just gonna stay on mine until we get to yours. Yeah. Uh, I've also tried to quit texting and driving. Which for the first two weeks, I would never admit to that. You're very brave. That's <laughs> <laughs> for the first two weeks. I was. I mean, I j- when I say texting driving, I mean like okay, what like typing okay. I mean yeah, like typing yeah. okay while on a road going 15. Yeah. I used to do that for the first two weeks of this year. I really did that, and I was trying to stop, and I would catch myself and just be like, "Fuck, I yeah. did it again. Fuck, I did it again." And now I've got a I got a 14 day streak right now. Nice. Just killing it. And it usually, whenever that streak doesn't work, it's I pick up my phone to look at a text, and then I'm like, fuck, I can't do that, and I throw it back on the ground. Yeah. So, that streak's been going longer. It's just like, catch myself. 14 days in a row catching oh, yeah. myself. Uh, the rest of mine are all, all pretty mundane. I am not working out. My God. that That's the one that's slacking. I've worked out 11 times this year. Dude, that's, bro, better than zero. That's fair. That's fair. I'm gonna, we get in my, I got a whole thing. <laughs> Is that, was that all yours? Yeah, I'm trying to stop biting my nails. That's proving to be the hardest one as well. Dude. I've that, gone 10 days out of 40 I've with, gone, without biting my nails. I've gone zero. I, that's the one I've tried so hard that I will literally catch myself midway through chewing on and be like, fuck. Mm. 
I know it's born of anxiety and shit. Um, yeah. Well, for mine, it was, uh, we'll move into the obvious one, but, uh, first been trying to be nicer to people. Um, the biggest part about that I've been having a problem with is I've always been really patient. I'm good at dealing with difficult people. Cause my dad's always been super difficult. Um, it, it does change your perspective. I've actually gotten less patient with impatient people. Mm. And so I will hit a point where someone will get angry or something and I'll be like, oh my God, shut the fuck up. Like yeah. this is like some things just aren't worth it. Um, moving on from that, um, I'm trying to drink less. Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times whenever we drink, it's always... Because I, I just graduated in like May and I'm weaning off the fucking frat boy mentality <laughs> where it's just like we're out to rage. And so I'll have like... Now I'll have like four beers or three beers and I'm just like, I have to stop. And I just hit a point where like... And now it's like because my hangovers are way worse. I'm older now. I'm just like... I'm slowly, slowly weaning off of all of that. I'm trying to hit a point where I drink once a month. Which I know is going to be a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I mean, most, most people don't do that. Yeah. I think the average person drinks much more than that. Yeah. The biggest thing, is, which just leads to the next thing, is the drinking I've noticed always, and it's the same thing with uh, other stuff, um, it, it always leads into me making bad decisions about my diet. Mm. And so that was, the, that was the biggest thing I drink. Because like, when, I'm, when I'm drinking, like, I'm not eating a salad. Like, I, yeah. I'm eating pizza or I'm eating something. Because like, I would fucking vomit a salad because I have before. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that leads in like working out. Um, I've been working out a lot more. I've been consistent about seeing this man leave the house at 1030 to go hit the gym. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, he does not stop. There's, there's one night I had a, I just had a fucking miserable night and then I like, it was like midnight. I finally got home and I'm, I'm, I go to 24 hour fitness, um, go to a local place if you can. But I went and worked out to like two in the morning. <laughs> I came back. I still felt terrible. Mm. But I've been trying to stay consistent with that because I have a new mindset now where I did get, lose a ton of weight last year or the year before connected both of them. Um, but then I gained it back like after I graduated in that last semester. Not all of it. I gained, I probably say like 30% of it back. Mm-hmm. And I hit a point where I was like fucking losing it. And I was just super upset with myself. Remember my mom told me, she was like, you know, most people hit a point where they gain all of it back and then some, and then they get mad at themselves and then they start over. So mm-hmm. you're starting over at a good point. And then I started realizing it was getting harder for me to hit the gym and like just get in there. Cause I, in my head, it was always zero to a hundred where I would go in there. I'm like, no, it's time to train. Yeah. I'd watch like Arnold and fucking bodybuilders and shit. But I hit a point where I started two things. One, I start, instead of having a specific like numbered goal, I want to number the days I can say consistent. Mm-hmm. If I'm consistent with a workout, a diet five days in a row or six days in a row. That's a good. That's a good stretch of days. As long as your only break is one day in between or a meal in between. I'll throw this out for anybody that's currently doing any New Year's goals, and if you're not, you fucking dude, I don't know. You're that's sad. You're, you're, pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> set some goals and improve yourself. If you didn't set them now, uh, there's a lot of studies that show that if you can do something sixty to sixty six days in a row, you won't even think about it anymore. That will just be ingrained in you as this is a thing that you have to do every single day. Yeah. It just becomes a habit, and you then you have to break that habit. Yeah. So, if, if you haven't started or if you fumbled the ball already, which 
trust me, I have on the on the biting my nails thing. Yeah. Don't stop. Just get back on it. Just do it again. You got you got three hundred and twenty four days left of this year. Yeah. You can fucking you can get sixty six in a row somewhere in there. Yeah. I believe in you. And it was the same thing with the gym. Jesse said he only worked out eleven times this year. That's better than working out zero times. Because I know people who have worked out zero times. I know people who haven't even started a diet. The thing about that is the new thing I started doing is I go to the gym ten minutes a day. I know people think, like, you go to gym 10 minutes a day, I don't actually. But in my head, whenever I don't want to go to the gym, because a lot of the time, I go to the gym for 10 minutes. And after 10 minutes in the gym, most of the time, I'm like, all right, I can go another, I can go another up to 30 minutes. And then you just break out. So you, you hit a full workout. Mm-hmm. You know, and you ha- have your plan or whatever, but, you know, just shrink it down. But if you, get, after that 10 minutes, you really just can't do it, try again went. tomorrow. You still went. Yeah, you still went for 10 minutes. It, anything is better than zero. Mm-hmm. Just go in there, just start. It's uncomfortable at first. Even I, and I've been working out since I was fucking 12. It's very uncomfortable to go into a gym, be pudgy, and try and get your fucking workout in. And I know it's even harder for other people who don't know what they're doing. Yeah. But just do it, dude. Because I've never looked at anyone in the gym and thought, ew. I, I always look at them just like, God, what a fucking hero. Anybody that goes into a gym and then judges other people in that gym is a fucking garbo person yeah and you don't have to worry about them like yeah. it, you really shouldn't it's yeah man just don't don't worry about anyone else thinking and also one other thing that's helped me tell people what you're doing hold yourself hostage in the in the mm. fucking finding out because there's nothing that will let you know you got that dog in you or not that your friend's shitting on you for giving up yeah and tell your friends specifically to to call you a yeah pussy. it's I've got every single one of my roommates that if I'm in that shower for, for one minute past 15, I know the door is going to come fucking down. I'm going to get the <laughs> fuck out. I literally texted Jesse the other day, and I was like, boy, you hit you hit way past 10 minutes. Get your ass out. And then you were just like, like I pooped. <laughs> <laughs> I was only there for 20 minutes, and 15 of it was pooping. Oh, man. But yeah, just to end on a higher note, I feel like we've done great. Uh, I've seen Jesse improve in the showers, and I also I feel like we've we've been in remarkably better moods in yeah. 2020. It's been difficult because I mean we've both been going through some shit, but I, I don't know, dude. I still feel like I have a bright look uh, outlook on 2020. Um, excited about the podcast. Excited about multiple things. I hope everybody's got a good outlook on 2020. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing but gains. Nothing but life gains for all yeah. the listeners. And if you don't have a good outlook, change it. Do something different in your life, even if it's just one thing a day. Yeah. Find something tiny. Yeah. Fix something tiny about yourself. You should never be, never be content. Don't be content. No. Yeah, dude, you you fucking said it the other day. I was so mad, and he was like, "You know what? You're going to the gym, like, because you're not happy with yourself." And I was like. That's an awful thing to say to someone. And then you're like, you're like, no, I think people who are happy with themselves are disgusting. <laughs> okay, well, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I will stand by that. I mean, obviously be happy with the direction you're headed, but don't be happy with where you are. Yeah. I can't point to anybody. I love my mom. I will not point at my mom and be like, that's a perfect person. Like, yeah. she's got things that she can improve on. And part of the reason that I fucking love her is because for my whole life, I've never had a year where I looked at my mom and was like, oh, you're not even trying to improve. Like, yeah. she's always trying something. Yeah. It's this McConaughey Oscar speech that your hero needs to be you five years from now. Mmm. It's, it's a great speech. Go watch it. But that's all the time we got for today. Jesse, what, what, what do they have to look forward to next week? You can catch us next week live. Not live. Uh, but <laughs> in video. We will be on YouTube next week. 
playing a board game, more like a card game. Yeah. It'll be funny as hell. It's gonna be amazing. I know we promised you some uh, some some sketches and some more some more in depth videos by the start of February. <laughs> and I, as you know, that didn't happen. But I can promise you, we're recording this month. We are working on this stuff. We're yeah. not leaving you. We're not leaving you hanging. And uh, next week, you can expect a a lot a, a video podcast. In video addition, podcast. we'll still be on Spotify for yeah. those that don't want to see our ugly mugs. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fucking handcuff ourselves to a moving vehicle on this one but i will say video podcast will not be the last yeah. on podcast where we decide we do need a visual medium it will be there um but not every podcast can be video my personal goal eventually they will be but for what we're working with right now that's just not the case um but I, i've seen the rough cut it looks dope uh, expect the sketches uh, at a time where we feel comfortable giving you a release date. It's always better to wait and get get golden than uh, yep. than to get it quick and it's and it's poo poo. Yep. Uh, but we're moving fast on them. This isn't. We're, we're not pushing it off to next year or even the next six months. Just expect it at a reasonable time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you for listening.